You're listening to The Plan Podcast, episode number 20. And today I'm doing something just a little bit different. I thought that it might be fun to start each new month with a short podcast episode that sort of just lays out the plan for the month ahead. This was originally inspired by these monthly calendar posts that I've been doing on Instagram where I list out my intentions for the month. And I just thought that spitting that idea off into short little podcast episodes where I can just kind of casually dish about the goals I'm setting for myself, new habits I want to develop, stuff I'm interested in learning more about, and kind of just fill you in on what is going on in kind of my personal life or what you can expect on upcoming episodes of the podcast. So in these episodes, I'm just going to go with the flow. But if this doesn't sound like your cup of tea or stuff you don't necessarily care about, then these are pretty easy episodes to just skip over. Otherwise, I hope that these can kind of provide a more casual space for me to talk about things that are on my mind and things I care about or just share random tidbits with you as we dive into a new month. Thanks for tuning in to The Plan Podcast. We don't know everything, but we're putting together a plan to figure it out, one topic, an episode at a time. If your goal is to live better, do better, or be better, then this is the podcast for you. So grab your favorite pen, folks, and let's make some plans with your host, Danny Bruflot from Time is Honey. All right, Danny, let's get planning. I thought that I would start this episode out with a little story, and I honestly don't know if anyone is going to find this as funny as I do or if this is going to send people like running for the unfollow button, but I'm going to call this segment Who Pooped the Bed, and if you are a Sunny and Philly fan, then I hope that you understand that reference and don't think I'm too weird. So anyways, this story takes place in our bed, which comes across kind of awkward. I get it, but you'll see where I'm going. But it's early in the morning and I'm catching up on some work on my phone and Josh has just gotten out of the shower. So I don't know if a lot of dogs do this or if it's kind of just like more of a terrier thing, but Walter does this little berry thing where he will bury treats and dog toys around the house. Basically, if he has like a treat or a toy, he will take it and like shove it into a random corner, like the corner of a room, the corner of a couch, a laundry basket, under the pillows, anywhere he thinks he can like hide it. And then he uses the top of his head to like drag what I assume he imagines to be dirt um, onto the object. And he thinks he's like covering it up but he's not. And so essentially he'll do this for like five, 10, maybe like 15 minutes. And he just like drags his head endlessly on the carpet or the bedding or a concrete floor or the floor outside, like whatever it is. And when he's done, he always has this like very proud sense of accomplishment, even though whatever he was trying to bury is literally just in plain sight. But whatever. I mean, it makes Walter feel good about himself. So like, who are we to take that away from him? But anyway, back to the story. So I'm lying in bed. It's like 5am. And all of a sudden, Walter starts like headbutting me in my ribs. And I realize that he's like doing the burying thing, but I haven't given him a treat or anything. So I kind of think it's weird, but I just like, you know, let it fly. And I just assume he's doing his thing with a treat or whatever. And I let it go on for a couple of minutes. He's just like dragging his head all over the bedding and continuing to occasionally headbutt me. And I'm on my phone, not paying much attention to him. And then all of a sudden I get like the slightest whiff of dog poop. And like your bed is not the place where you want to smell dog poop. So for a moment, I was just like very confused, like couldn't place the smell because why would there be poop in my bed? So it takes me like a moment to become actually alarmed. But then I just jump out of bed very quickly. And to my horror, I see 
in the very middle of the bed, just one tiny little dog turd, like right there on our sheets. And realize that this is what my dog has been trying to bury underneath me for like the past five minutes. So I couldn't help but like jump up and scream. I did not poop the bed, like right as Josh enters the scene, stage right. And we're both left just kind of standing there staring at this ominous little turd in the bed while Walter is standing there looking like shell shocked at us. Oh man. So real life. Anyways, much like the Sunny in Philly episode, I guess we will never know who exactly pooped the bed, but a very large part of me hopes that it was my dog and not my husband or myself, but the jury is still out and Walter is still claiming his innocence on the whole thing. But it did seem like maybe Walter had it stuck on him. And then like after he had been outside and somehow we didn't notice it before going to bed, which is really disgusting, but also just like a very real part of dog ownership. And I know everyone out there with a dog knows exactly what I'm talking about. And to be honest, I wish this was like the worst poop story that I have, but I don't. So like, give me a glass of wine and I'll maybe like tell you more about it sometime. (laughs) Um, But let's just like let this story guide us as we move into May. Like let it remind us that life is not perfect, that people might have lives that look really put together on a screen, but like they might also have dog poop in their bed, you know? So moving on. Okay, so after we moved to Denmark, I haven't been much of a gym person because we just get so much physical activity from our day-to-day lives. But I finally got the itch to like get out of my shell and do like a group workout. So a few months ago, I tried out a Pilates reformer class and I was not really that familiar with Pilates before taking this class. I just always assumed that Pilates was like another word for yoga. And to be honest, I still don't really know what the difference is or if there's a difference. I don't know. Someone holler at me. But uh, Pilates Reformer is like the class where you use like the big Pilates machine. And I always thought that they looked pretty badass, but also like really intimidating. But one day while I was walking Walter, I saw what looked like a Pilates Reformer studio in the lower level of a building that's just down the street from us. And I had never really noticed it before. And all of the advertisements and signage on their windows was in English, you know? So I took that as a bit of a sign that perhaps the classes were also in English. And so in a moment of kind of weakness and boredom and like winter uh, fluffy feelingness, I went on to their website and signed up for uh, like a free class. So anyways, I show up for the first class and it turns out that the class is not in English, it's in Danish. And the instructor lets me know this by very loudly announcing, of course, it's in Danish. People here speak Danish, to which I wanted to say, oh, well, your windows appear to speak English. (laughs) But anyways, I made it through the class. And even though it was completely in Danish and I kept missing the weight changes and almost launched myself backwards off the machine once or maybe twice or three times, I don't know. Um, I really enjoyed the class and I've been going regularly for the past few months. And my point here with this story is, I just kind of hope that maybe if you're the type of person who's been holding yourself back from going to yoga or for a jog around the lake or signing up for something intimidating like a Pilates reformer class, I just wanna say that if I can survive a workout class that is taught entirely in Danish, I honestly believe that you can do anything. The truth is that all of us look foolish sometimes, uh, and usually other people are way too absorbed in their own thing to even pay attention to what you're doing, whether you're doing it right or doing it wrong. I think that taking a workout class in a different language has perhaps cured me of gym intimidation for like the rest of my life, because honestly, I don't think I could possibly get more outside of my comfort zone. So I hope that that can maybe inspire you. If you have gym intimidation syndrome, which I've totally dealt with in the past, 
just picture me in a Danish Pilates reformer class trying to figure out what the heck the person is saying and launching myself off of machines. So on a related kind of fitness and wellness note, I am getting back into my Fitbit. And I always used to have a Fitbit. I broke mine a couple of years ago, went a long time without one. And then finally last summer, towards the end of the summer, I went and bought just the Fitbit. Oh, what's it called? Charge 2, I think. Yeah, the Fitbit Charge 2. It's just like a really basic little bracelet one that tracks your steps. And because we walk so much, I wanted to be able to kind of translate the walking that I was doing into physical activity. And so that I could kind of measure how uh, how much activity I was getting on a daily basis. And so it's been really fun to kind of challenge myself and I get really competitive with myself about it. And lately I've been doing monthly tracking. So in the month of March, I had a goal of walking 150 miles and I ended up getting 160, which I was really happy with. In April, I tracked it again. And this time I got 210 miles and that's an average of seven miles a day, just walking. And usually if we bike, it doesn't, um, doesn't track that as additional activity unless I remember to set it, which I never do. So I was really impressed with hitting 210 miles in April. And I've decided that I'm going to try to hit 200 miles again in May and see how it goes and see if that can kind of become my new target. Another intention that I have for the month of May is to finish the book that I'm currently reading. I've been trying to do one book a month and so far so good. Right now I'm reading The Year of Living Danishly by Helen Russell. I think it's really interesting. It's a really good book if you are someone who liked the little book of Huga or any of those that are kind of about Scandinavian and Danish um, living and culture. Um, I'm not very far into it right now, but so far it's pretty good. I'm going to try to finish it by May 23rd, which is when I'm heading back to the U.S. for a short trip. So I'd like to finish it up and return it to the friend who lent it to me so that I can dive into maybe a nonfiction or more business-related book for the trip. And that is kind of a nice segue into talking about my trip back to the U.S. in late May. So my little sister is graduating high school. And yes, we have a pretty big age difference. Um, But she's graduating high school and I'm going back home for her ceremony and party and all that jazz. I am also going to be teaching a social media workshop while I'm there. It's going to be in Harmony, Minnesota, which is like the far southeast corner south of Rochester. It's going to be on the evening of May 29th at 6.30 p.m. This workshop is going to be geared towards small rural communities, and I'll be giving a presentation on building connections using Instagram and how communities can use a platform like Instagram to help promote each other's businesses while also promoting their community and driving some traffic and tourism. The majority of the profits from this workshop are going to be donated to a form classmate of mine whose young daughter Gabby is fighting leukemia. So not only is it a great opportunity to learn a little social media stuff, but it's also a really great cause in a really beautiful little town. So if you're in that area or you know somebody who is, please let them know about this workshop. If you are at all familiar with my work, you know that I am really passionate about teaching social media skills to small businesses and also care a lot about mean street businesses, and small town vitality. So this is a great opportunity for me to teach these things in my hometown area and also just a really great cause to be a part of. So the link for the workshop is in today's show notes. It's a Facebook event right now, and I'm updating all of the times and venues and the ticketing information through the Facebook group. So you can add yourself to the group just to stay informed and updated as the details come out. Another big project that I'm tackling during the month of May is to finalize an 18-month digital planner design that I've been developing for GoodNotes, which is an app for the iPad. 
or a tablet. And I've shared a few sneak peeks of this on my Instagram story, so you might have seen it. But if not, it's just kind of this interactive concept that I've had in my head and I've been slowly trying to kind of conceptualize and bring to life. April got a little busy. Um, It's the kind of project that once I start working on it, I really just want to finish it. So I had a good stopping point at the beginning of April. I had to stop to take on some other projects, mostly client stuff. Um, And so now during May, I have like a whole week to kind of dedicate chunks of time to churning this thing out. And I'm pretty excited about it. So I've had to learn a few new skills uh, in order to tackle it, which has been also kind of time consuming. I've had to learn a couple new design skills as well as how to create interactive PDFs. But so far, so good. As for the podcast, there's some good stuff on the plate in May. I've got some exciting episodes coming up this month. Next week, I have an episode talking about birth control in a two-part episode I've been kind of working on and preparing for a long time. So personally, I've been off hormonal birth control for almost five years now. I wrote a long blog post about it last year and have finally decided to put that information into a podcast episode, as well as do a Q&A, just answering the questions that you guys have submitted via Instagram about birth control and natural family planning. Every time I talk about being off birth control and my decision to go off on social media, I'm always really kind of taken aback by people's questions and people's feedback. And it just makes me really realize that this is a topic we need to be talking more openly about, especially as women, and that um, we can really benefit each other when we share our experiences and um, just talk more openly about it. I'm definitely not anti-birth control. I was on it for 15 years, like very happy with it. Don't want it to go away. Please don't take it away from us. <laughs> um, but I also really have enjoyed going off of it and feeling uh, comfortable in tracking my cycle naturally and controlling my fertility and family planning without the use of artificial hormones. And so if that's something that is interesting to you and you just want to hear more about what it was like going off, why I went off, some of the resources that I found really great as far as books and podcast episodes, those are all coming out in these next two episodes, which will be live on May 9th and May 16th. So check those out. I'm also super excited to be sitting down to interview my friend Jenny Gavin of Gavin Farms. And she has a lot of great information to share about kind of creating a personal brand around your farm or maybe your homegrown products and produce. And I'm so excited to talk with her about the farm to table movement and how agriculture is continuing to kind of shift towards a more local initiative. Jenny has been doing some amazing work in her hometown area to kind of bring this to fruition. And I'm just really excited just to talk to her and kind of catch up, but also to hear more about what she's got going on on the farm. So I think her episode is going to be really fun. And I hope you'll tune into it when it comes out later this month. At the end of April, Josh and I also passed the one year mark of living in Denmark. So I'm working on a full episode about relocating internationally and what it's been like living and working in a different country for the past year. I posted about this on Instagram story and you guys had a lot of questions about what it's been like, what it costs to relocate, what kind of visas we had had to get, how we did it with Walter, all that. So I've been working on a podcast episode to answer all of your questions, and that is going to be coming out towards the end of May. So I think that's basically it, kind of just a soft outline for some of my goals and intentions and projects for May, what you can expect in the podcast. I've got a workshop to prepare for, a new planner designed to bring to fruition, 200 miles to try to walk, and I'm just going to cross my fingers and pray that nobody poops in the bed this month. So head over to planpodcast.com for links and resources for today's episode. I've got the links for that social media workshop in Minnesota on May 29th, and I would love to see you there. Otherwise, I will talk to you next week. 
thank you for tuning in and making some plans with us today. You can find the show notes for all episodes over at planpodcast.com. If you enjoyed today's show, be sure to tell someone about it by sharing this episode with them and taking a moment to rate us and review us in the App Store. Don't forget, we've got plans next week, and we will see you then.